I can take no credit for remembering that it was the feast day of St. Michael's and All Angels. Rob, our uh, Neshota House graduate and probably our finest liturgist, when we were talking about the white, was like, oh, it's for the feast day. And I was like, oh, of course. Um, but as he read the collect, um, I got to thinking about angels for a second. And so I want to talk about humility for a second. That was part of where I went on Sunday in my sermon, thanks to Mike Lumpkin, who told everyone the week before at all three services that I'd be preaching on a particular passage about children uh, and what I was going to say the next week. And so I tried not to disappoint Mike and work the two sermons together, but I ended up in the sermon talking a great deal about humility. And it seems like today, at least in my life, um, I'm being reminded of um, humility. I'm going to give you a, a, a quote from a reggae song, and then I'm going to read a verse of scripture, and then I'll make one point. Uh, trying to practice humility, it seems to me, uh, is a lot like um, trying to get ready to go to die. It, it's, the, my point that I made Sunday was, out of this reggae lyric, the lyric goes like this, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. That's a, a lyric of a song. And it's true if you think about it. If we interview all of us on the way out today, you know, ready to go to heaven? Yeah, I'm ready to go to heaven, but not this week. We've got a vacation to Italy, but, and then the boat show's coming, and so then I've got a granddaughter who's going to get baptized, and then, you know, we've got a million reasons why today just isn't a great day to go to heaven. But we all do want to go to heaven, amen? So I, I, I paraphrased that and turned it around this way as it relates to humility. I said, everybody wants to be seen as humble, but nobody wants to be humbled, do we? Nobody really likes to be humiliated. So here's, here's my scripture reading that just came to mind as Rob reminded me of angels. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures. Imagine these creatures, full of eyes in the front and behind. The first living creature like a lion. Think how powerful lions are. The second living creature like an ox. Think about how strong oxes are. The third living creature with the face of a man or the face of a human. And the fourth living creature, like an eagle in flight, he will raise us up on eagle's wings. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night, they never cease to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. They're gathered around this throne. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and power and might. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Creatures with eyes in the front and the back of their head with six wings who look like some of the most powerful animals and a human. And 24 elders called out of the tribes of Israel. All 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all they do is fall on their knees and worship God continually. Everybody wants to be seen as humble. Nobody wants to be humbled. Paul said, Jesus, though he was in the form of God, didn't count his equality with God as a thing to be hung on to or grasped. But Jesus emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. The reading we heard from the book of James 
Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. So my reflection, brothers and sisters, is where in our lives is God trying to humble us? Is it in our marriage? Is it with our children? Is it with our job or our vocation? Is it with a disease? Where, where, is, where is the world? Where is God? Where, is, where are we trying? Where, where is the pressure in our life that feels like somebody pushing down on your shoulders to make you kneel? To, to make you let go of, to make you unclench your fist over something? What are we holding on to so tightly um, that this world or the Lord is trying to humble us from? I think um, that sounds a little extreme, but what I want to close with is this idea that we are all being humbled either by our circumstances or by God. He allows things uh, to happen in our lives. He allows people in our lives, circumstances, to humble us so that we'll learn something. Not for our salvation. Not for our salvation. Not, not, not so that we get to heaven, but rather that we understand uh, a deeper quality or character of our loving God who reminds us while we're being humbled that he humbled himself up to the point of going to death without saying a word. Didn't object for a second and allowed his life to be laid down, he says. As we're thinking about where we might be, where humility may be working on us, think about somebody in our life that we know is humble. I can look around this room right now and see several of my humble friends. Most, most of you, all of you, reflect humility to me as the rector of this church in a, in a myriad of ways. When I see you serving at church, when I see you coming to worship, when you email me or text me, encouragement, when we're, when we're shoulder to shoulder working on something that's difficult in the church. Um, your humility comes out over and over and over again. Listen to this line that I quoted from Chambers on Sunday. God's life in us, God's image, God's humble image in us expresses itself only as God's life, not as human life trying to be godly. You know what I mean? Um, we see people all the time that seem to be working a little too hard at something. We're like, ah, they're trying too hard. They're, they're putting too much effort into something that it's not really giving them the payoff they want. It seems to me in church life, when I notice people in their giftedness, um, I think of the choir, when I think of the people who are up here singing, some of whom doubt their musical abilities, but if they could listen to the rest of us, they'd be like, well, I'm really not that bad. Um, they're amazing singers and they're using their gifts. And when you watch them, sing and worship or lead worship or you watch Jim play the organ. I mean, you can just see the giftedness uh, rise up in them and they're at their most humble and most probably vulnerable place. At their most humble and probably most vulnerable place. I ended with this idea about Peter, uh, the, the disciple that we all love to tease, make fun of, and then exalt. I, mean, I, I love Peter. I, I, I like his impetuousness. I like his energy. Um, but he was, a, he was a disciple, the scripture tells us, that went from one end, went from hot to cold often and sometimes in the same chapter. One minute he's um, talking about how much he loves Jesus and the next minute he's denying he knows him. And Peter writes this in the book that we have in the Bible. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time God may exalt you 
Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Think about that place where we're being humbled, or we may be being humbled. And think about that feeling of having someone press down on our shoulders to get us to kneel or bow before someone. Imagine the elders and the winged creatures willingly going down on their knees to praise God, all because he cares for us. Not because he demands our humility, not because he demands that we worship him, but because he demonstrated his love for us. Paul says that while we were still sinners, he went to the cross and died for us. He went for the cross and died for us. It's a, it's a type of humility that most of us only understand when we watch a war movie. And we see some, we see some hero in action, um, you know, push somebody out of the way or help them not get wounded. Um, I had a nurse, we did a thing at our old church called the Seven First Words of Christmas, and it was really neat. And we had a nurse who did one of the seven words. They were, it was mother and baby. And we took turns coming up to the lectern during the service. There was angels and shepherds. There was all kinds of things. Well, she did mother and baby, and she wore a nursing uniform. And she had been a nurse, a triage nurse in Iraq. Um, and she told this story, uh, reflecting on what birth is like. Anybody who's ever been in the delivery room knows what birth is like. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of blood and all kinds of things that happen. And out of that comes this beautiful baby. Well, she was uh, triaging a soldier who had been really wounded, it seemed, because he was just covered in blood. And she was trying to clean him up as fast as she could because she wanted to find out where the wound was that was causing all this blood to come out of him. And when she finally got him cleaned up, he kind of came to for a second and she said, soldier, soldier, where are you wounded? This is so much blood. And he looked up at her in a haze, a morphine haze, and said, it's not my blood. It's not my blood. It was my best friend and buddy who got between me and the landmine, and I'm covered in his blood, and I'm saved by his blood. He didn't, that's my paraphrase. So imagine now humility toward our fellow man and toward God because we believe he cares for us that deeply, that he would give up his life for each and every one of us sitting here. Imagine humility that way as we go back out into the world. And let's, let's try to, and it won't be easy for me, I'll be the first to say it, let's try to see those places in our lives where we do run up against something that seems to be trying to humble us um, as an opportunity to talk to the Lord, to pray, to cry out, and to um, reflect his own nature back to him. Amen. And I'll just say, I'll try harder to do that. <laughs>